Hello, and welcome to a VO's Journey podcast. My name is Anthony Pika, and this show is all about helping the new and upcoming voiceover artists grow their business and sidestep all the crazy things that I seem to step on. My goodness, my goodness, hot off the presses. We have an update. Something brand new has just happened. It looks like it just came across the wire that backstage... The company, right, that uh, primarily in the past has focused on film, uh, TV, is now, or they have just purchased Voice 123. So that is massive news for us. They've actually acquired some other companies, Film Freeway, Coverfly. But Voice 123, that's the big one for me, and uh, I'm excited to talk to you about it. All right, let's do it. This is... VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. Okay, so my goodness, this is like some pretty massive news and honestly did not see this coming because this is like totally out of the blue. Plus, you know, backstage kind of really, um, for me at least, backstage has been that place where you uh, go and it's, uh, you know, film, TV, more on the side of uh, bigger projects, you know, things that that do not uh, look at pay to play sites. So the fact that Backstage now has purchased Voice One Two Three uh, is really a big deal, I think. So uh, I was looking at a couple articles, um, and uh, a- actually it was funny because I was actually looking at this, and another uh, another one of the, the um, uh, VO's Journey members messaged me about it, asking to post it in the group, and uh, you know it, it came across the wire and different things. So I'm actually on um, some other places. Voice One Two Three themselves, of course, had a release on their website from Rolf. Um, quite honestly, not a lot of information from it. I mean, you know, he talks about that voice one, two, three won't change. Uh, it'll stay the same right now, you know, with the same management, same concept, same everything, but that they're going to somehow, and they don't talk about it, uh, leverage, uh, you know, the large number of members that Backstage has. Now, in the past, Backstage has had a little bit of voiceover work available, but like I said, again, it was mainly uh, film and TV. So now with, or or stage, so now with adding Voice 1, 2, 3, they really, really are upping their game. But to me, it's interesting because, you know, it, it's a mix of a pay to play site and then another site that really, you know, was a casting site or is a casting site for agencies, agents, uh, you know, kind of like the other side of the industry, if you will. So like to me, I I don't know, this feels like really massive news of two parts of the industry coming together. And what's interesting to me is that this might give agents a way to use voice one, two, three 
through backstage, you know, how that all comes together, you know, that's, that's remains to be seen. But, you know, it, it's a big deal because, you know, this is the first time I know of that, you know, a ma- like voice one, two, three, which of course has been owned by the same people who started it back in 2003. So, I mean, it's almost been 20 years and, you know, selling, selling uh, a platform as massive as voice one, two, three is really interesting to me. I think interesting to me, you know, I did an article a ways back about the um, founders, which is Alexander uh, Tornegra and um, Tanya Zapata, uh, Zapata, I think is her name, uh, Zapata. I, probably saying her name wrong, which is awful of me. But anyways, um, husband and wife, I believe. Um, and they, you know, he was an engineer. She was a voice actor. And I did an article, you know, I did a lot of research on Voice 123 a year or two ago about how it was started, why it was started, you know. And of course, because remember, Voice 123 was owned by Bunny Inc., okay, which owns uh, uh, Bunny Studios. Which this does not say anything on Bunny Studios about, you know, being anything like Bunny Studios being acquired by them. Okay. And like I'm on uh, the Bunny Studios website and there is no announcement. There's nothing on here that talks about anything happening with Bunny Studios. So it looks like it's just uh, voice one, two, three. And, you know, they, you know, they've, they basically, were the first to come out. I mean, Voice One Two Three started, or Voices.com started, literally uh, a year or under after Voice One Two Three started. But you know, they they were, I think, the first really pay to play site. So this really is a big deal to me. Um, I was reading on another article. Uh, I guess it's, uh, I don't know, Salmon or Salomon Compress or something like that. Whatever, just a, an article about it. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, they've got a quote from Rolf in here. But, they're you know, just pointing out that, you know, backstage was trying, you know, is really trying, the owners or the founders or whatever, really trying to grow uh, with the new economy. And, they, again, this is something that I think, you know, we were focused Earlier this year in the announcement that LinkedIn, right, was going to try to set up their own style to combat Fiverr, okay, and that was big news, although we haven't heard anything from Microsoft, right, and LinkedIn recently, but this is a big move in the sense that Backstage now has a lot, has a big chunk you know, they've, they've taken a big chunk of the industry, right? And also, you know, we talk about the other things is that Film Freeway, okay, uh, you know, which they've done film festivals, you know, in brand, you know, with brands like HBO and ESPN and Lionsgate and PBS and NPR, all kinds of different places. Uh, and Coverfly, you know, of course, is... Uh, you know, part of discovering the, uh, or at least in this article, they're improving Hollywood's talent discovery process. Now, of course, when you read these articles, they fluff up everything, right? You know, like they're saying voice one, two, three is the, you know, first and most trust. The first is correct. The most trusted marketplace and professional voices. I'm not sure that's, that's accurate. You know, I love, I I like Ralph. I love Ralph. We, we, um, 
uh, you know, I interviewed them on the podcast, but you know, I'm not sure that they can say that. And they'll say they're the biggest, it says in this article too, they're the biggest, uh, in the world. That's, that's not true. Uh, Fiverr is definitely at this point, the largest and, uh, for voices, uh, is definitely has a lot more than voice one, two, three, but you know, each one, each platform is going to say, and so does Upward, each platform is going to say they're number one. But I think that this is, again, this is extremely interesting because these are big moves in my mind, just because, again, this is the first time that I've seen a company like Backstage, which is, you know, a company that, you know, is on that line with Hollywood and with Broadway and things like that, that actually acknowledges Right. The idea that there is this marketplace, this new world, you know, of the freelancer and, you know, that the, you know, they even talk about, you know, how they're the, the owners in here were looking at the fact that there is a different, I'm trying to find the quote, um, you know, the, the additional creative segments and allow our customers to more efficiently produce and distribute quality content at scale. And I think that's the big thing, right? It's at scale. Uh, the, the idea here is that they're trying to capitalize on the gig economy. And that hasn't been a part of any sort of mainstream, uh, mainstream, you know, voiceover or mainstream acting or mainstream film or TV agency company. They've always there's always been a fight, a battle against it. And this is a real big first step and bringing those together. Now, I do think, you know, um, this is going to, of course, you know, it's just getting launched. It's inter- It'll be interesting to see how this progresses over time. Like I said, Rolf said, everything's going to stay the same. But I can't imagine that this is going to, you know, whenever whenever there is an acquisition, you know, a takeover, if you will, or, or buyout, you know, you're going to have change. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how does, you know, will will backstage link to voice one, two, three. Also, will that membership, you know, how will the memberships happen? You know, what will happen over time? I don't know. Will the platforms stay the same? I'm not sure. You know, it makes it makes a lot of sense to me in some senses because, you know, when we inter- interviewed Rolf, you know, there was a lot um you know, it was always I was taken back really by his, you know, the 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 business focus that, you know, Bunny Inc. had uh, with hiring him, you know, because like he had said, he had not uh, very much uh, he had no voiceover experience whatsoever uh, before 2018 when he took over as CEO. Um, so like it was definitely a vision. And, you know, for all we know, this was in the pipeline. It does. This just doesn't. I mean, like this doesn't just happen. Right. This took time. This probably, you know, this could have taken a year or two years or three years to put together. Right. Um, and so, like, you know, I'm sure the you know, they knew about it for a while. I mean, I've worked for a couple of companies that have been bought out. So I know what it's like, you know, to work on that. And especially if you're the company being bought out, because, you know, what happens is, is that, you know, at first everything is nice. I mean, meaning like, you know, they tell you, oh, everything's everything's going to remain the same. Everything will be you know the same and then there's a little then the name change comes then there's little movements in the seniority and then people leave now this isn't a publicly traded company or i mean you know voice one two three isn't publicly traded and i don't think backstage is either i don't know if any of these are publicly traded i don't think so uh 
Uh, I don't know the other two companies very well, but usually, you know, there's stock buy people are selling. Although usually, when you buy, when there's an acquisition that's large like this, if it's a, if it has stock, you know, there's usually a moratorium put on selling your stock. Anyways, I'm I'm getting farther beyond or further beyond what we're doing. I just I just think this is really interesting and something that we need to keep our our eyes out for because. I think that, you know, with the purchase of this and the acquisition, we have to think about, okay, how does this affect our business, our business model? Will it have an effect? Will it make more opportunities? Or will it, you know, for a lot of us, and let's be honest, a lot of us have enjoyed a part of the industry who has stayed out of you know, the gig economy, meaning like there's there's a lot of business here, all right? But there's also a portion of the voiceover industry who refuses to be a part of it. And I've always said that, you know, and I've always talked, you know, I've told this, and I've talked to I've talked to people about this, I've said this, you know, there's gonna be a time, there will be a moment where the rest of the industry realizes that they, you know, they they can't just ignore the gig economy anymore and they have to be a part of it. And when that happens, you're going to have a flood of a lot more voice talent that have a lot of experience. Now, I think that whether backstage purchases, you know, since they've purchased voice one, two, three, you're nothing is going to, or at least for the time being, the price debate, none of that will change. Okay, I mean, you're still going to have the price debate probably for a long time to come. And I still think, you know, with this move, you have to remember, too. And this is another thing to think about with this move. Remember, Rolf was talking about how voice one, two, three was spending a lot of time and effort on AI. And I think that backstage is making a play on AI, even though they don't mention this. Right. We knew what Rolf said about that they're putting a lot of effort into AI and backstage by far, at least publicly, has been the only voiceover company of, of a of a sizable, you know, um number to actually come out and say, hey, we're gonna be investing in AI, trying to help clients and the voice actors make money from AI. And I think backstage, if I, I mean, it, it would be dumb if they weren't, is going to do a play on that. So, you know, artificial intelligence could get a boost here from, you know, the this this um, uh, acquisition. We'll see. We'll see if that has a play in it, but they have to know. I mean, you know, they're going to know everything about what the strategic, uh, you know, the uh, strategic plan is for voice one, two, three, and whether that mixes. Now, it could be the opposite. It could be backstage says, hey, scrap all that. That's not what we want to do. But I find that very hard to believe uh, because there's a lot of big moves being made because there's a lot of uh, big money being put in and hiring really big name voice actors to use their voices, create AI voices. Okay. So, you know, even the voices that we hear, you know, that are the, the, the cheap, you know, monthly subscription type things, but there's bigger ones, right. That are, that are a lot more in depth, that cost a lot more money that can be used. And I think that this could be an indication that the industry is doing a play on bridging the gap, uh, between, you know, AI, 
voiceover market and you know the main um uh the the other part of the other side of the industry the film and tv and stage part of the industry so it's just really you know it really is interesting and you have to think for the longest time you know sag after really it's felt like they've just really forgotten the voiceover industry do you know what i mean most of the jobs have are now non-union okay i mean that's evident and you know it, it there's you know and i'm not saying backstage is is union but you know there's a lot of stuff that goes back through backstage right that is union or has those types of jobs and i think that you know this is again a big deal to see how they go about navigating all this and what their plan is i mean you know the these uh, preliminary announcements don't give you any uh, any information other than, you know, for right now, everything's going to remain the same. But clearly they've got a plan, all right, to bring all these things, whether it, it's one master platform, okay, uh, or just a clum, clum, uh, conglomerate. I'm trying to say that word. Um, and, you know, or something. But, you know, eventually, you know, the, the plan will uh, avail itself to us. But I do think this is a really interesting of um, development to pay attention to. And I know that uh, we will be hearing more and more about this as time comes, but they kept this quiet because I didn't hear anything about it uh, from other CEOs too that I knew. We, we didn't hear anything about this. So they definitely kept this quiet, which they usually do with acquisitions and things like that. But, you know, I, I'm very surprised with this. And um, am I happy about it? I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll we'll see. You know what I mean? I mean, I do have a membership with Voice One Two Three. You guys remember? I I did that to see how it went. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I've not got. It's not time for me to re up. I'm definitely not going to re up at the twenty two hundred mark. And it's interesting to see what they're going. If you know what they do with that. Uh, it, you know, it says that they're going to keep everything the same for now. But I'm interested to see how that pans out. And and we don't know what's been going on financially with Voice One Two Three either. You know, I mean, they, you know, and and you know, of course, there's no disclosures. They don't have to disclose something if it's not publicly traded. So they don't have to disclose cost, price, anything like that. So you know, who knows what actually happened and why this happened? But uh, hopefully, we'll get more information down the road. But pay pay attention. You know, pay close attention to what's happening, where business is flowing, what moves are being made with these companies. Because again, you know, it's important for us as business owners to stay on top of what's happening with other businesses. And, you know, these sites, okay, we use these sites. And if Backstage wants to make a play and say, okay, well, the way they're going to bring the industry together is buy it all. You know what I mean? Uh, I, you know, it's just interesting to see. And so you got to think so, like, if a, so here's a perfect example of what I'm interested in is not so much backstage, but you know, Fiverr, for example. You know, if I was Fiverr, I would definitely think of the fact that, you know, I, I have this website called Fiverr. It's so it's very successful, but no matter what I do, that Fiverr, you know, name will follow me everywhere until you know the day it no longer exists. Right? I mean, they can't change that. So that stigma will be with them, even though they've spent so much money and they've tried to change the mindset of Fiverr. It's just still. I mean, I mean, it's hard to get it away from the day the name Fiverr. Okay, so like to me, it would make sense for a company like Fiverr to purchase another, you know, higher priced, you know, place, uh, voiceover place. Although I will tell you that Fiverr now, 
a lot, most of the, most of the, or at least a good portion of voice actors on, on Fiverr are charging more than what they do on voices or voice one, two, three. Okay. But they, but you know, that doesn't get any, any acknowledgement from anyone else because, you know, people think everyone does, you know, a million words for $5 on Fiverr. So I, I just, I just, this is interesting because to me, I wonder if with all of these companies, right, are the large, large companies going to start to try to buy them up? I don't know. We will see. And you got to think if you started a company, you know, it's nice to get a huge sum of money. I mean, this is how a lot of tech companies and work. So I don't know. We're going to stay focused on this. I'm going to keep um, keep a, a abreast of the details. But, you know, we shall see what happens next. And, um, you know, and by the way, on a side note, you know, remember Backstage acquired Mandy. OK, man, the, uh, the Mandy Network. All right, that was a that was a big thing. So you know that was you got to think backstage has made some big acquisitions, and it's been within the last year. So they definitely making a play, sitting on cash somehow. Um, <laughs> so all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Also, hey, don't forget. I know I didn't mention because I was so excited to tell you about this stuff. Uh, don't forget to check out the academy, and uh, you know we're definitely going to be talking about this tonight, as well as some um, marketing things that we're going over some other websites and things. So. Definitely take a look. Love to have you be a part of the Academy. There'll be a link below. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. I will talk to you later. Peace. 